Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Boy, oh boy, it's been hot. I don't know how it is where you are, but where I am here in New England, on the weekend I'm recording this episode, the heat has been brutal. Wherever you are, if you're getting similar weather, I hope you're able to find some comfort, and please try to keep yourself and any pets hydrated. At times like these, I, I try to get anything that needs to be done outdoors completed early in the day, because as soon as it hits 2 or 3 in the afternoon, I, I don't want to be outside. I, I am not a fan of this kind of heat. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. If this is your first time listening to the program, welcome. On some episodes, I'll speak with an interesting, creative person. Other times during my segment, it's just me talking to you. Earlier this year, we added a great new segment called Rachel's Chart Chat, in which our friend Rachel from Des Moines will analyze and find gems and billboard charts from the past. I love Rachel's Chart Chat. I feel sincerely fortunate to have Rachel producing the segment as part of People Are the Enemy. I think it's a great fit, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon but you like ebooks, you can find all nine of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just type my last name, M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can purchase most of my novels in paperback at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you hate typing. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 238 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thanks for spending time. It's good to have you along. I uh, I uh, wanted to open up the show with this 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 cute, cute audio I found. I thought this was adorable. Uh, I, I was surprised, first of all, to learn that this song is now 10 years old. And uh, if, if you were listening to music at all in the, in the, the early 2010s, and I assume that... Uh, you know, most of the listenership of this program was alive then. Uh, but anyways, if, if you or if you were a fan of music in the early 2010s, uh, you, you may be a fan of and remember Icona Pop song, uh, I Don't Care. Do you, do you remember this song? I don't care. I love it. You know, it was a, basically it was a kind of Charlie XCX's introduction to to the wider world where she uh, she wrote and did the lyrics for the song and was the the it, vocals for the song and she was the uh, she was featured on this and this kind of uh, uh, kind of um, introduced her again via Iconopop to to you know the world and then obviously she had a career of her own anyway um there was this this TikTok that Charlie XCX 
uh, reposted to her account the other day that was adorable. And I thought, like, oh my god, i got to play this on the show. This is so cute. Uh, what it is, is it's a... Uh, it's a, a, a young man, looks to be maybe maybe 12, maybe 13 years old, and uh, and he's being filmed by, I assume his sister, who I think it's his sister's TikTok account, and he's reading lyrics to Icona Pop's I Don't Care to his grandmother, and it looks like maybe, maybe he and his sister and their family are visiting their grandparents and spending time and just hanging out, and he's wearing a baseball cap. He looks like, you know, like a typical, you know, 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid. When you hear his voice, you'll, you'll immediately be able to get an image of this kid. Uh, he's kind of got, like, longish hair. Uh, uh, anyways, it's an adorable clip, and I thought I'd play it for you because I just thought it was so cute. Uh, so let's open up with that, and um, I'll play it for you, and I'll describe what's happening so you can see it. Uh, anyway, here is, here is a young man reading the lyrics to uh, Iconopops, Iconopops, rather, I don't care to his grandmother. Um, it's it's adorable. Here it is. Check it out. I got this feeling. I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone. I crashed my car into a bridge. I washed it. I let it burn. What the? I, I threw your S word into a bag and pushed it down the stairs. What the? Okay. <laughs> At this point, you see the kid. He's he's got a baseball cap on again. He's got longish hair. He's got like a looks like Oakley sunglasses perched on his baseball cap. He's sitting on the couch, holding his phone, reading these these uh, lyrics that are shocking to the grandmother uh, to her. And he's kind of looking at her with this face of like this beatific look on his face, this face of glee, like he's reading this beautiful poetry. You know, to him, I'm sure it's beautiful poetry. To me, it's beautiful. You know. And the grandmother is standing there with a water bottle, looks to be a woman, maybe in her 60s, um, you know, uh, looks shocked <laughs> and repelled to hear this this coming from her grandson. So here we go. Let's listen to a little bit more. Or what I assume is her grandson. I shouldn't I shouldn't make a assumption, but uh, it looks to be her uh, her grandson. Here we go. What the heck are you doing? Where did you I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. You, I love it. Are you a little crazy boy? I really don't care. I love it. I, I don't understand you at all. Why would you ca crash your car into a bridge for any reason whatsoever? Because you're I don't care. You're destructive and you're just Because I don't care. Away. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? I don't know why I love that so much. It's just, I thought it was so cute. And I think his delivery is so emphatic at the end. I really don't care. I love it. And you know, he's got this, like, again, this look of glee, like he's kind of, you know, introducing uh, this this person from another generation to these words. And to him, it's like kind of like fun. To, yeah. And, it, you know, as a little kid, I remember like, you know, it's fun to shock shock your elders, you know, with uh, with this. And obviously... There's a lot more, you know, much more shocking words out there. And the kid is, I love that the kid is kind of, uh, uh, he's kind of gentle, too. He said S-word instead of saying, you know, the word, you know, rather. I try to keep this clean. So, uh, but uh, really cute. I'm going to play it one more time for you just because uh, I enjoy it so much. And I'll let you hear it without my interruptions this time. So, and you'll be able to hear the grandmother. Check this out one more time. It's a short, very short clip. But uh, here we go. Feeling. I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone. I crashed my car into a bridge. I washed it. I let it burn. What the? I, I threw your S word 
into a bag and pushed it down the stairs. What the heck are you doing? Where did you I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. I love it. Are you a little crazy boy? I really don't care. I love it. I, I don't understand you at all. Why would you ca crash a car into a bridge for because any I, reason whatsoever? Because you're I struck it and you're just because I don't care. Away. I love it. <laughs> it's so cute. And he's with one hand, he's got this look of glee on, it, on his face, and he's holding out his hand like, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so cute. Oh, my God. I, 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 I'm gonna. Uh, this will be the cute episode, okay? We'll call this the cute episode because I found something this morning. I'm glad I, I'd waited, you know, till today. Today being Sunday when I'm recording this episode. It's early in the morning uh, because, as as you know, uh, as I described in the monologue, it's very, very hot. And uh, the day just gets hotter, you know, as the hours progress. So I said I got to get this thing recorded early so that I can do it in a comfortable room, you know. And I obviously didn't want to, you know, crank the AC and have that grinding away while I'm talking with you here. So anyway, so we opened with that. I'm gonna gonna play. So I'm gonna, well, I'm not gonna play anything for you, uh, cute. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to share something cute with you. Uh, again, I was I was gonna say I'm glad I waited until. Sunday to record the episode because I was walking my dog this morning and I found a 12 year old's homework on the street <laughs> and I couldn't help but look because I'm curious and I didn't touch it I didn't pick it up but I, I bent down and it's it said uh, beginning poem beginnings poem notes so basically what this is it looks like an assignment maybe from an English class where a teacher provided this um these questions to get a student thinking about uh, their origins, basically, you know, and to write a poem about themselves. And uh, I looked down and I, I saw this and I said, this is fantastic. And rather than touch it, because God, it's trash for one thing. And number two, who knows if this child needs this and will have to come back and retrieve it, you know, <laughs> it's on the side of the street. I don't know. So, but it, it looks like it's already been graded. It has, you know, red markings on it from the teacher. But what I did was I'm walking the dog and I said, well, I'm not going to touch this, you know, because God knows what else has been <laughs> on this piece of paper. But I did take a photo of it with my with my phone. And I and I read it while I was walking the dog. And I'm like, this is gold. This is so cute. Oh, my God. I got to share this with uh, I got to share this with the listeners. So, again, this is called Beginnings Poem Notes. Uh, it's um, it's uh, from a young person uh, who is 12 years old. It says, okay, here, here's here's what it says. Beginnings poem, colon, notes. Gather information from your family about your birth. This is, again, the assignment for the, the student. For those of you who may be adopted, your parents may have stories about their excitement during their long wait for you. Beginnings, it says your birth month. So first of all, the person's this person's birth month is November. Your year, 2009. Okay, so that's how it, I knew the age of the the uh, student. Okay, the setting. Number one says setting. Most likely not on a farm, it says in parentheses. I don't know if that's supposed to be humor, or whatever. Okay, so the, the student wrote bullet points for the setting of their of their uh, their birth. And they wrote Lowell General Hospital. Again, I live, I live in southern New Hampshire, so we're not far from Lowell. That would make sense. Uh, my daughter was born in Lowell General Hospital. Fall, so they were born in the fall, of course, November. Stressful, they write. Hmm. Very sunny day. Born around the evening. 
Lowell, Massachusetts. Then, get this, this is wild, man. Born on Thanksgiving. Now, I say this is wild. You say, why is that wild, Andy? That could mean people are born on Thanksgiving. Here's the thing, man. This is crazy. Born on Thanksgiving 2009, I thought like, well, my birthday sometimes falls on Thanksgiving, you know? So I I asked I asked uh, Siri if uh, what day was Thanksgiving 2009. Turns out it's November 26th. This person was born on the same day I was born, right? Wild, right? Okay, that's my birthday. Uh, of course, I was born much earlier. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> but we won't get into that. Okay, so number two, circumstances of your birth. Early, late, rushed to hospital. What did mom or dad say about your birth slash arrival? Okay, so this, this uh, student wrote, I was born early. My mom cried, and my dad was on the couch sleeping. <laughs> okay, mom said, quote, she was too cozy and doesn't want to come out, exclamation point, end quote. Isn't that adorable? My mom had to be sedated twice in the back. <laughs> I believe that she's referring to there as an epidural, because I remember my wife had to have an epidural. You know, it was like the shot into the back. Okay, uh, your name and the story behind it. Now, I'm going to tell you this just because um, it, it doesn't give the, the person's name. And obviously, I don't want to... This is not... Uh, I, I don't want to reveal anything about this person. Obviously, this is personal information. That's <laughs> just something I found. Okay. My name means crazy in Hindu. And my parents wanted to keep all the kids' names starting with the D. It's a combination of my brother, mom, and dad's name. And the teacher wrote in red pen here, That's awesome! Exclamation point. Okay. The next, the next question, or the next... Uh, uh, prompt for the student is, uh, number four, a description of yourself, your likes and dislikes, your ambitions. Okay, so the person did a little kind of a, um, a chart here where they put likes on one side and dislikes on the other. And the likes have two bullet points. One is, I like my personality. And the other point is, hair. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Okay, dislikes. This is great. Dislikes. Cool. Uh, and here's a bullet point. I really don't dislike anything about me that I can think of right now. <laughs> oh man, total Sagittarius, right? I love it. Uh, so the teacher, the only notes the teacher gave here are describe the way you look. Okay. All right. So uh, last one. This is uh, number five here. And I didn't flip the sheet over again. I didn't touch the paper. So I don't know if there was more on the back, but this is the last part of it. Last uh, prompt for the student. Uh, five, your earliest memories. What do you remember about being little? And there's some bullet points here. Bullet, the first bullet point. Uh, I would always carry my baby blanket with me. And there's another one. Always spilling food on the carpet. <laughs> Wearing my dad's baseball hats. Isn't that cute? Uh, playing frisbee outside with family. Cookouts, camping with cousins. And uh, the teacher wrote, Good details, memories, exclamation point. I thought that was so cute. I just, I, I wanted to share that with you. I, I just, uh, I don't know, you, you find these little artifacts, you know, sometimes and you... You know, especially walking around, you know, who knows what you see. I've, I've found all sorts of things, obviously, while on my walks. I, I don't, I try not to pick up trash. <laughs> but thankfully, you know, I'm armed with a cell phone. So if there's something unique and interesting, I can, I can kind of uh, collect it that way. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to share with you uh, today is uh, this Kid Cudi incident. I don't know if you saw this. This was, this was 
it was kind of hilarious and sad at the same time. Like Kid Cudi, first of all, I don't know if you know this. There's a festival that that took place or that's taking place this weekend called Rolling Loud in Miami, where a lot of high profile hip hop artists are performing. Kanye West, that jerk, was initially supposed to perform there, and he bailed, like, uh, two weeks before the thing was supposed to happen. Um, and Kid Cudi says, well, I'll step in. And if you don't know the situation between those two, it's a little um, a little toxic right now. Uh, for Kanye is a child, <laughs> and because he's a child and uh, a crybaby, he decided that he no longer wants to be friends with Kid Cudi because Kid Cudi's friends with Pete Davidson, who is his wife's uh, latest paramour his ex-wife's latest paramour so it's it's like they're 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 children they're, they're, so so kid cuddy you know doesn't you know i guess he says we're not friends anymore he's publicly stated that uh, that he and kanye are no longer friends uh kanye then removed all the kid cuddy lyrics from the donda album because again he's an infant <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Kid Cudi you know headlined the first night of of Rolling Loud and subsequently uh people I guess who wanted Kanye or were just rude jerks uh, threw things at him until he left the stage yeah this is horrible and you can see footage of this uh and Kid Cudi didn't deserve this nonsense and these uh these uh I I don't know if these people were just mad because they they didn't know that Kid Cudi had replaced Kanye or what, but, um, but yeah, this, this, I'm going to play the clip for you from this, um, this Rolling Loud festival and, and Kid Cudi getting upset and walking off the stage. And I'll describe what's happening here. And I, I found an edited version because there's obviously a lot of cursing. I shouldn't say obviously, but yeah. So here it is. Check out this, this clip of Kid Cudi just before he walks off the stage, uh, uh, yelling at the, the audience who are, have been throwing things at him. And you can literally see him getting hit with things. It's, it's, it's really uh, abhorrent uh, behavior. That's it. I, I can't say I blame him, you know. And when I first saw it, I laughed, if only because it's the comedic, the timing is comedically perfect, where he says, uh, throw one more effing thing on the stage and I'm effing leaving. And then, like, literally like a second after, like, a bottle comes, like, hurling over his head. And he just drops the mic and walks off the stage. And, yeah, I feel bad, you know, and I like Kid Cudi. You know, the first two albums are very good. And, and here's the other thing about Kid Cudi. You need to realize this guy... You know, if if you don't necessarily like hip hop, he's tried other things. Kid Kid Cudi, I don't know if you knew this. He put like he was inspired by Daniel Johnston to make an entire album of like lo-fi acoustic Daniel Johnston like songs called Speeding. I think it was called Speeding Bullet to Heaven, and it wasn't very good. But <laughs> but the point is, he, he tried something different, and he continues to work and continues to put things out. Uh, you know, I I like Kid Cudi, and I felt bad that this happened. I I, I guess in, I I'm playing this in part of cultural interest um, because I found it interesting. I did find it humorous. I can't lie, but. 
but additionally, I you know I, I I also feel bad, and I think I think it's okay to to share all those emotions, you know. But yeah, just a shame that that happened to uh to Kid Cudi. I don't think he deserved it. But you know what? Heck, you know I guess he he performed a half a show or maybe a little more than half a show, and uh, I'm 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 assuming he got paid. He was the headliner, and guess what? Fans that that threw that junk, they don't deserve Kid Cudi. You know, you can have Kanye take that jerk. <laughs> and he'll cancel his next performance that you that you buy a ticket for. <laughs> and that about does it for me, folks. I'm going to hand things over to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, with the Chart Chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, especially Mary from Lansdale for being on Team Xanadu with me, and to Tavy for letting me know there's a great cover of Dragon the Line in the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, and you can listen to the whole soundtrack on the Internet Archive. And thanks to Willem from Music Life Blog, who also sent me a link to a KTEL comp from 72, which had some of the chart picks on it. Plus, he covered that July 12th of 1980 chart on his blog, so be sure to visit his site on musicofmylife.net. This week for the 70s, we're back to 1976 already, specifically July 17th. Starting off at number 82, we have Steely Dan with the first single from their album, The Royal Scam, Kid Charlemagne. Now, unfortunately, 82 was as high as this one was going to get. I was looking at their discography, and they were kind of all over the place on the charts. They had a couple in the top 10 and some that were just stuck in the bubbling under. Uh, this one is notable for having a great guitar solo from Larry Carlton. And this is about a drug dealer back in, the, back in the day in San Francisco. It's said to be based on the LSD chemist Owsley Stanley. I really like this one a lot. It's probably one of my favorite Stelia Dan songs. At number 78, we have Gotta Be The One by Maxine Nightingale. This would eventually get to number 53. And this was the follow-up to her big song, Right Back Where We Started From. And I learned that Maxine Nightingale is a British singer of Guyanese descent. And she d definitely is more known for Right Back Where We Started From, but had continued to have a career throughout the 70s and 80s. At number 67 is another Brit, uh, Cliff Richard, with his song Devil Woman. This will go on to hit number six, and this is one of his biggest hits in the United States. Uh, but I learned that he's just incredibly popular pretty much all around the world, uh, apart from the United States. Um, and definitely, you know, big in the UK, Australia, those types of places. And he is actually knighted in the UK. The song uh, Devil Woman, I came to know it from hearing on 70s Saturday Night. And it also had a spoof that the Flight of the Concords did as Demon Woman from the episode that Marilyn Rice Cub was on. So if you've seen that, uh, the, the little video they did for that in the episode, you kind of have an idea of what the song is like. And he has, there's a video for this one, too. Uh, at number 66 is Boz Gags with the song Lowdown. And this will go on to hit number three. And I read that it had a bit of a journey to that spot on the charts when it was first released uh, You know, in the summer of 76 era. It only had made it to number 48, but then a DJ in Cleveland picked it up and started playing it, and it kind of took on a, a new life. But this one was written with uh, some of the Yachty guys that would go on to form Toto, uh, namely uh, David Peitch co-wrote it with Boz Skaggs, but then David Hungate and Jeff Porcaro played on the song. And this is just like a great example of early yacht rock. And at least for me, it's one that I kind of thought maybe I didn't like or was a little bit sick of it. And I just heard it in the car one day and it sounded super good. So when it came up on the count on the chart this week, I knew I wanted to include it for you. Moving on to the 80s. This is from July 13th of 1985. 
And in the entire Hot 100, there are 12 songs which are from movie soundtracks and from representing 11 movies. And that was just kind of what I could tell from a kind of a quick, easy scroll. There may be more, and certainly more in this chart would be used in movies later. Uh, starting off for the picks at number 96 is Go For Soda by Kim Mitchell. And it's only made it to number 86, but it was uh, number 22 in his native Canada. And he was a singer with the band Max Webster. Uh, and I know I know them from their association with Rush. And the song was co-written from Pie Dubois, which we had mentioned previously, that co-wrote Tom Sawyer. And this song, Go For Soda, the lyrics are a little bit silly, but I think it has a good message that you don't, I mean, especially for a Canadian to say you don't have to drink all the time, that's a good thing to say. Um, and this was used in a Miami Vice episode. And of note, uh, Glenn Fry's Smuggler's Blues is also on the chart this week, also associated with Miami Vice. Uh, number 90 is the band Y&T with their hit Summertime Girls, and they would make it to number 55. This is the first single off of their seventh album, and I read that they had been around since 1974, and originally as Yesterday and Today, and then shortened to Y&T. And Summertime Girls appears in the movie Real Genius, but there was oddly not a soundtrack album released for that, uh, so I don't count this among those 11. It's not one of the 11 mentioned. Uh, but then it was also used recently in the HBO Max show Peacemaker, and that's kind of where I came to know it and enjoy it. At number 86 is the group Climax with their song Meeting in the Ladies' Room. This would make it to number 59, but it was uh, number four on the R&B chart. Climax was formed in 1979 by uh, drummer and vocalist Bernadette Cooper, and she went on to be a songwriter and producer for many other artists. This is off of their fourth album, and comedy fans may know Climax from fe being featured on SNL twice, uh, once when Halle Berry hosted, and then again uh, re more recently when Emma Stone had hosted, and Cecily Strong kind of played the Bernadette Cooper role, and she had kind of a very signature look. And really when you watch that sketch with Cecily in it, it's truly like shot for shot of the music video. I saw the video recently on the VJ Big Suit Show, could not believe how close it was to that sketch. Check it out. Check out the song and the sketch. Just go go nuts with it. At number 82 is the song Bit by Bit, the theme from Fletch by Stephanie Mills. And so this is just one of those uh, that I mentioned before off of these soundtracks. But eventually get to number 78. And Stephanie Mills originated the role of Dorothy from The Wiz on the, on the Broadway stage. And uh, she also played the same role in The Revival in 84. When I heard this one, it felt like somebody had heard, you know, Patti LaBelle on the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack and was like, oh, we want that for our movie too. And it seems that both soundtracks were on the MCA label, so I guess it is possible. At number 62 is the Pointer Sisters with their song, Dare Me. And this would go on to hit number 11. And this is off of their 11th album, Contact. You know, I love a lot of the Pointer Sisters songs. I heard this one, I knew it had to go on the chart picks because the lyrics starts off with, I've got a chip on my shoulder with your name on it. And I love that, and it kind of puts me in mind of the Fu Manchu song that starts off with, She Wanted Nothing and I Delivered. Both great intros. The video for this one is a lot of fun. It starts out with them in male drag, and they're coming into a boxing gym. So they're sort of like their boxing managers scouting for their latest fighter. And then they transform into themselves, into their kind of, uh, you know, punky, teased hair, 80s look that they had. And this song I read on Wikipedia was, you know, we, we've all heard of this uh, freak out that Casey Kasem had about having to do a long distance dedication 
uh, for the song Shannon, which is about a dead dog. And apparently this was the song that he had come out of. And it is extremely up-tempo. And it is a hella weird transition to go from Dare Me into this very sad long-distance dedication. So you kind of can't blame the man. And at number 58 is Stir It Up by Patti LaBelle, which is uh, her second single off of the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. The previous one had been New Attitude. And New Attitude had come out back in December of 84, along with The Heat Is On. And then this one came out in June. So that one really had legs, that soundtrack. And I read that the album itself made it to number one on the the 200 albums chart in June 22nd of 85. And it's another just another great song from Patty. Love to hear it. Number five on the R&B chart. Last one I wanted to mention from 85 is St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion by John Parr. This will go on to hit number one. And I don't, this is another one I'm not like breaking any new ground by telling you about this song, but I just wanted to mention it. The song was written for the Brat Pack film St. Elmo's Fire, but it had a different inspiration. Songwriter producer David Foster, who you may know as the current Mr. Catherine McPhee, had learned about Rick Hansen, a Canadian paraplegic athlete who was on his Man in Motion tour, and you see that reflected in the parenthetical and in the lyrics. Uh, He was going around the globe in his wheelchair to raise funds for spinal cord injury research and to promote a more accessible world. Hansen, in turn, had been inspired by fellow Canadian Terry Fox and his run across their country, which had inspired the Ian Thomas song The Runner, later covered by Manfred Mann, uh, and that I had put on the chart picks back in April, and we talked about uh, Terry Fox at that time. Uh, so I just like the parallel of these two Canadians with disabilities, these two athletes, and the songs that they inspired. And the only thing missing, I'd say, is that while Terry Fox had a movie made about him, I couldn't see where Rick Hansen had one, so it seems like an opportunity there. The only other thing I want to say about the song itself is that um, even though it's been used in commercials and stuff, it still just makes me really glad to hear it. I always always happy when that one comes up Uh, and then there's another thing I want to talk about with just a little time that we had left and this is more of instead of me reading a Wikipedia page I'm just going to encourage you to read a Wikipedia page which is about the song Just a Gigolo David Lee Roth's version appears on the charts this week and this song is older than I had any idea of it was written in the 1920s and it was about how the how things had changed in Austria after World War One and this man who had once been some proud military officer was now reduced to trying to get ladies to dance with them and give them a couple bucks. Kind of fascinating to learn that. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks so much. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Awesome, awesome charts this week. This has been episode 238 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.